Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast World Order, the WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight is, of course, Cod Sinclair. It's your two-man power trip tonight. Yeah, always. Always. Uh, nobody likes to come and talk Dynamite with us at all. Which is a little surprising, because Dynamite was really good this week. Yeah, and even AEW was pretty solid this week. Maybe you we can get tantalizing. Yeah, what did I say? AEW. Yeah, that was that was that was that was good too. <laughs> it was all pretty Everything good. Was good. I was all pretty happy with it. Everything it was good. Was good. Honestly, um, maybe we can I mean, get tantalizing Tony on. Maybe he God, can talk to us. Yeah, I love Tony. Yeah. Um, he's wonderful. All right. Well, do we want to just quickly before we hit these results cover the breaking news today? I guess. Which one? Um, I'll start with the UK news since okay. there, and if there's anything else you have, you can touch it. Um, yeah. NXT American UK team. was really good today. If you do, you don't watch it. What's what are you doing? Um, also, it, it was supposed to be Walter versus versus Dragonov two next week. Um, it has been called off. Uh, Walter suffered what they are calling a severe hand injury. Um, and they will be unable to compete. This is a legitimate injury. This is not storyline. Um, so we'll see when they reschedule that. Um, and then on the UK episode today, um, your boy uh, Teoman got a win in a tag match. Um, Sadamora retained her UK women's title, which I thought was the best match on this on on this event and then and this is saying a lot tyler bait re- retained the uk heritage cup he beat mark mark coffee um sodomora is no joke y'all if you don't know now you know yeah it uh, ro- a lot of eyes need to be on her yeah um, for reals. <laughs> so we're going from a real good high um, oh i <laughs> I know, because I told you guys. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. That's why I thought you were going to be the one. Oh, I can do it, yeah. No, no, no. no. It's be... all good. It's all good. I got the slanted enough face to understand that's going to oh sound like God. it's coming from a monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one's for Pat. Oh, my God. Fightful <laughs> Select has confirmed that the current plan for SummerSlam sees Goldberg returning this Monday to challenge Bobby Lashley. For the WWE Championship, Goldberg has a contract set for two matches per year through next year, and this would be his second of 2021. As always, plans can change. Don't kill the messenger. Yeah. Um, so he scheduled for two God. matches. <laughs> By God, indeed. He no, scheduled why? for two matches. Oh, I thought you were doing a Jim Ross thing. Um, no, I'd be calling that a slobber knocker. That's right. So if he's so if he has two matches a year, he's already had one. So if he wait, he hasn't he hasn't wrestled in 
this year. According to that Fightful Select, he has. I couldn't I win, but apparently he has. Oh, God. If he has. Uh, wait, hold on. No, he has like a wrestled in 2021. May, uh, yeah, I don't. Okay, so. Oh, all right. If this is his second match of the year and he wins, he's not going to defend it until next is he year. In the Rumble? I don't think so. I'm going to um, hit up the interweb. Um, yeah, the place. I'll cage match it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. So this is obviously the first live Raw after um, they go back on the road after Money in the Bank. Um, oh, that's right. He he faced Drew Drew McIntyre at the Rumble for the for the title. That was the build. Shit. Well, that's awful. That just blows. Yeah. So it's going to be really upsetting to see Goldberg with gold around his waist in 2021. He's not. Um, it's only a second match. He only has two. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. It means everything, Ryan. We have to have hope. Yeah. I know. And as and as Drew says, it's the hope that kills us. But at the end of the day, this again, this once again shows that Vince McMahon has no faith in the roster he currently has. And you don't have to book him for two matches. That's just, it's just, he can have up to two matches. And I swear to God, if he wins, I'm I'm not even going to watch the pay-per-views. I'll pass it off to somebody else. I There's no reason why in 2021, with a stacked roster, and you're making roster cuts, <laughs> that you have Goldberg won a world title. There's no way. I can I can understand somebody like John Cena making a comeback to win a world title to break Rick to break Rick Flair's record. I can understand that and I can buy into that. But I guess he's hope as Vince is hoping for, you know, oh, we're back on the road, we're on raw. Oh, let's give him a huge pop. Let's let's give it to him. Like, no, nobody wants to see him. And if you do, guys, what what are you doing? Nobody wants to see Goldberg in 2021. I want to see Ricochet. Like, I want to see more Drew McIntyre. Look, I'm not going to sit here and act like there aren't people who want to see Goldberg. Oh, I'm you're sure right, but they're, but they're just wrong. The, the 40-year-old WCW fans who are living vicariously through Goldberg – God, um, listen, we're 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 gonna cover NXT and AEW, and you're gonna see why I watch either of these programs before watching another Goldberg match. Um, I mean, we'll have to, and we'll cry about it, but <laughs> but we do it for you guys. We do the torturing for y'all. Mulligan. That's all I'm asking. There was a freaking moon here. <laughs> Give us a like, a subscribe, something. WWE SummerSlam. Where you can see Tantalizing Tony. So maybe it'll be worth it just for Tantalizing Tony. Yeah, trying to think of the positives here. Yeah, you're right. 
All right, let's roll around here. NXT opens up with Dakota Kai defeating Ember Moon. Um, this is an all right match. I think the big thing comes out afterwards. We're pulling the trigger. Zaya Lee challenges Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT women's title next week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Zaya Lee wins. Yeah, that's 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 what you've been on. Um, yeah. I, I it just, just seems a little have just seemed very random to me. You're um, right. And we're gonna get to one here in a hot minute. Um well, so it hasn't been confirmed yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 heavily speculated by everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as this match goes, I thought it was, I thought it was a solid match. Dakota Kai works up to her competition typically. Um, she shouldn't have to carry a match that's not her game. Um, Ember Moon looked good. Dakota Kai looked good. Um, I hope. Oh, and oh, all right. Thank you NXT for using Zia Lee. Yeah, this should be something that we do regularly. I'm yeah, kinda, it should. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of worried she was gonna get punished for the kick. I mean, well, the match hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Raquel ragdolls her, but then if that happens, I'm telling y'all right now, come on here and be like, this is your women's champion that everyone tells me I should like more than I do. So was it just me or did or did um, Dakota Kai just look super annoyed? at the entire situation. Like Zia Lee walking right past her, not acknowledging her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was um, done on purpose. Oh no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like this is good. Like this is this is more of the women's storytelling that we need in NXT. This is fantastic. Okay. Build character through this. Okay. You don't have to have a backstage segment saying, ooh, I'm at the mirror doing makeup and I've got my dog. And I talk to people about my like lifestyle. You're, Ooh. Like you're like calling you out Frankie Monet right now. I am because her character blows right now. Um, um, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you because I feel like that stuff further defines her character. I'd like to see her wrestle more, but I think that stuff like gives her the outline of she's the snooty rich woman. I think I think she can do more to improve her character in ring is my thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think she's doing enough. Um, but I, but I think her overall game could be improved at the moment. But I guess we've discussed that already in previous episodes, and I'm sure we'll discuss it more. I mean, yeah. she's got to come up later tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's workable. Um, I just feel like. Uh, Feel like we could do more yeah and and i hate saying it but i do just have this dark fear and i don't know if it's really fear but this constant worry of it doesn't matter who we build up if they're just gonna get shipped to the main roster on a whim um yeah. shots he moved up to team with with tegan made no sense to me you already had her as a tag team with ember moon as tag team champions would have made more sense to move them up as a unit. Um, if you wanted to bring up shots, yeah, I was all for you bringing up, uh, well, well, either of them, but why 
why break up a tag team just to form a new tag team? Doesn't make sense. Just just move Ember back up. Science. Yeah, like doesn't it feel like we're trying to reinvent the wheel when it's already done? Like it's already there. You have you have credibility know. if you make it Ember and Shotzi because they've held the women's tag team gold in NXT. You're absolutely right. Does it make sense now? No. No. <laughs> not a lick. No, not, not a drop. Stand. So this goes back to my overall hatred for women's tag team wrestling. And a lot of times, you know, it's, I would say it's about 20 to 30% in-ring work, about 70 plus percent not willing to invest. And that's not on the talent, obviously. I mean, they can only do what they are told to do and what they're given to do. But at the same time, like, if you're not booked correctly, then what are you to do, you know? So when we're constantly breaking up tag teams and we're constantly not investing in what we've already established, um, I I am going to go off the handle here um, as a fun fact, because I found this earlier today. Um, And I guess I'll spoil it. Well, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. Move on. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you'll see. You'll see when I get there. But uh, but that's but that's my whole gripe about just just you know women's tag team wrestling in WWE specifically. We put teams together for the sake of having tag teams, and then we don't invest in said tag teams. And then the ones that we do invest in, we just break up eventually. Like, there is no longevity. Um, oh, is this going to be the WrestleMania yeah. match? Yeah. Okay, then just yeah, that's now. why it's just why do it. Just just pull the trigger. Okay, um, yeah. So there's a match later in the evening. We'll get there. Um, Gigi Dolan versus Saray. Um, Mandy Rose makes her return to NXT and just stands and watches the match and then goes to the back. Um, it was it was. I mean, Gigi Dolan looked good. I mean, I mean, she is a good talent um but the point i was driving at was um now that it seems like mandy rose is part of nxt none of the tag teams that participated in the tag team turmoil match at wrestlemania 37 besides the current champions who are natalia and tamina are a team anymore this event only happened three months ago so we're looking at so we're looking at um lana and lana and naomi lana's released Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose in NXT, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot's released, and then you have Carmella and Billy Kay. Billy Kay's released. So that just goes to further my point here. If they just invested a little bit, I would be so much more on board with what they're trying to sell us. It, it's like it's like we're not even trying, but then they do this stuff with. Zia Lee, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. And I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. <sighs> it's frustrating. It is. It is. Uh, Tyler Rust defeats Bobby Fish in a, a match kind of pushing out that he's the main prospect for the Diamond Mine. Um, mm. Bobby, uh, yeah. uh, Roderick Strong, the current main guy. They have the best mm. coach in uh, Suzuki. And they have the best mouthpiece in Bivens. 
Um, Bobby Fish has an issue with it. Bobby Fish ends up losing because of distractions. Yeah. Um, I, I need people to have better finishing moves. I don't think a kick to the head here is enough. I think it makes Bobby Fish, even with the distractions, I think, you know, we're maybe seeing the end of Bobby Fish here in NXT, unfortunately. I get, I, I, I've had that feeling since he came back and lost immediately. Not that he had to win because he looked good in defeat, but just seems like we got nothing for him. So we're just going to use him as enhancement talent. Um, I mean, I think where they're going makes sense. Him being the first guy for Roderick Strong to beat makes sense. We don't have really any kind of conclusion from them and their time in Unspewed Era, so hopefully this is their way of getting that mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an issue with the kick being the finisher. Um, I just think we have to have people sell it like it's death when it is. Yeah, and that's going to be my problem. Um. Uh, once again, I don't think it's on the finisher, but like you need people to, to treat it well. I mean, the SOS is just a spinning kick. You see everybody knock it out, but the way it's been treated and delivered, it mm-hmm. works. Um, if you want to get over this Tajiri kick that they have, the buzzsaw kick, which I love, I think it's a fantastic move, and you, you have a number of people who've grown with it, used it. it. It does have a legacy, you know? You have to treat it like it, though. You have to talk about how he's done this kick so many times it's it's go-to move because no one can kick out of it no one like you have to build it up you have to build up on commentary as well yeah and i'll piggyback off of this saray's finisher does absolutely nothing for for me at all it's like it's like a modified exploder into what they're selling as a uranagi but it's a really shitty one and it it just this is the next match anyway so i'm just skipping to it um yeah, uh, Gigi Dolan gets rocked, rocked by a drop kick, and I, I don't know if it was just I, I don't know what happened, but I'm surprised that she was still conscious, honestly. It was rough, um, but just the finish, and I don't know, maybe it's has Serae clicked for you yet? Um, like, as an for me to click with her, her entering work is incredible. I think she is incredible. Um, but she was on TV, then she was off TV, now she's back. Um, it's the same thing we said about Tian Shaw. Um, even if she's not on television or she's not, not having a match, mm. have, have something to can to keep her fresh in your mind. Um, that's kind of my issue with, with NXT in general here. Um, they're not doing a great job of keeping momentum with characters. I don't have an issue if they're gone for a week, um, even really two weeks, but if they're gone for three, four, it's almost like, oh, yeah, this person's still here. Yeah. Um, up next, Santos Escobar defeated Dexter Loomis with a little chicanery. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. They uh, they go to walk out, and of course, before the match, Santos Escobar is talking trash on the North American champion Isaiah Swerve Scott. They're talking about the, uh, the cipher last week. 
So we're now building up towards Legato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row. Uh, we get kind of a stare down for that. I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be great. Um, then at the end of this, we have Indy coming to carry out Dexter Loomis, uh, kind of like how he carried her. It doesn't work. They're going to kiss. Candice LeRae ruins it again. And here we go again. <laughs> yeah. It's got to um, come to a head at some point. It will. And and when it does, it'll be great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because Indy Hartwell is making this great. I really want to talk about how Indy Hartwell <sighs> is the only reason I care about this. I really want to emphasize that. Indy Hartwell is making me care. And she's the yeah. only reason I care. Yeah, it's one of the top storylines going at the moment. It's um, also the longest one, honestly. I was about to say, I'm like going on forever. Yeah. Never ending. Um, Although I'm in Dexter Loomis's shoes, you got to, I mean, that's, if that's what you want, you got to go for it. You got to give it your all. You got to give it your heart. Um, but we're also just going to ignore the fact that Dexter Loomis is like a psychopath serial killer. He's kidnapped people, and I get it. They were potentially pedophiles, but like... I honestly thought good. that he was for the longest time. I also thought I also thought that he was hemorrhage um, from friggin' Rick and Morty for the longest time. Only us are going to understand that reference. Yeah. Uh, first round of the NXT breakout tournament, Duke Hudson defeats Ike Minjiro. Uh, I thought this was a fun match. A lot of people are saying that the wrong person won. No. Um, I really like Jiro. I think his character is nailed down. I kind of love the fact that he wrestles in a blazer. Um, and I'm ready to take all of the criticism for this because I know I'm the guy who sits here and talks about ring gear all the time. I kind of like it especially because he uses it like with his moves where he sets up a head headlocks and such he grabs the coat like it's things like that that make it work um yeah i, I like it i don't, know. I like I don't it. mind it uh but i do think duke Hudson should have won he's a bigger dude uh, i think there's a lot more upside with him at the moment um i thought i thought he did win he did. That's why I said I'm, I'm happy he did. No. I got yeah, I think the right guy won, personally. A lot of people thought the wrong person did, but I, I think the right guy did. No, because this is exactly what Vince, what Vince wants. And at this point, if he's saying that my call-ups from here, from, you know, like moving forward are, you know, they're not going to they're not gonna be athletes, I think it fits. And not to say that, you know, Brendan Vink isn't a isn't isn't an athlete, you know, but um, I think he fits the mold of what Vince is looking for right now. Sure. I do see it. Wade Barrett said he reminds him of a young Wade Barrett on commentary, and I see that a lot personally. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like it. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if you saw it. He did a thing on Twitter where he was like, yeah, I was invited to be a part of the last one, but you see, NXT was on Wednesdays back then. 
I can't be on NXT on Mondays because, well, that's my poker night. I can't be on my poker night. So I told William Regal, look, you put this on any other night, I'm here. I thought it was funny. I liked it. I thought it was a funny way to do like a comedy shtick while also still kind of being serious. Mm-hmm. You seem unamused. <laughs> eh, I'm ready to get to the good stuff. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter defeat Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla. Aaliyah commits, well, I guess it's not domestic abuse because they aren't a couple, but she assaults Robert Stone. Good. I don't understand the hatred for Robert Stone. Robbie is awful. And no, he's not. Eh, no, on. he's not. I understand what the gimmick is. I'm just not a fan of it. It's, not it's just awful. it just it just it just doesn't click with me. I think it'd be a lot better if they actually did something with it personally. No, you're right. And uh, again, I've said it already in this in this show that you know about seventy percent of the time it's because of how your character's booked. You can't really do much. You know, um, Malik. Malachi Black, now in AEW, is like praising the freedom that he has to do what he wants with his promos and, and you know how his character is built and set up. And then you get the corporate machine known as the WWE umbrella, you know, and there and there is a system. We've heard WWE releases, you know, constantly say, like, listen, a group of guys get in a room and they go and write my promo and then they give it to me. And I have to go out in front of thousands and thousands of people and just say this, say this stupid things, you know? So, it, again, I agree. Robert Stone could be something, but I, they're not going to, unfortunately. They're not going to invest the time. I think the thing that I don't understand is, what was the point of, like, he's just a perennial loser? Is that just the whole thing we're trying to say here? Like... What's the point like of making Khan. this character? <laughs> he looks like Tony Khan. <laughs> and that he's a loser. Because seriously. You I, genuinely I, think that? There's there's a reason why they did two nights of Great American Bash last year. And that was because there was two nights of Fighter Fest they had to match up against. Now, they, there's there's little small instances like that throughout the Wednesday night wars, but I feel like, you know, th- this is one of those things where, you know, he is like, I mean, like, oh, oh. is this the huckster oh. and the nacho man? Yeah, yeah, this is like fake diesel, fake razor. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was saying like when, when macho man and Hogan went to WCW, WWE put up those vignettes of the, like the, 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 oh God. It, it, it was bad. It was like the Nacho Man and the, the Huckster. No problem. Oh. Yeah, you forgot about those, huh? A little bit, yeah. Because they were bad. No. Really, really bad. I don't know. I just I just feel like, you know, the, com- the comedy aspect is there. I just feel like it's just not hitting and they're just making him just this loser now. So, yeah. uh, well, it looks like he has no friends now. He's in the same boat as, you know, the old Adam Page. He's yeah, start drinking, get on some cowboy shit. There you go. Everybody wants to be on some cowboy shit. Yeah. I want to be um, 
So moving forward, Adam Cole faces off with Bronson Reed. So I guess that's where we're going with Brunson Reed next. I, I kind of like it if this are like stopping point between him going to the main roster and him, uh, you know, I, I guess just doing his last little runaround tour. Yeah, probably. Um, I guess hold this off until SummerSlam or through Money in the Bank. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Carry and Cross ragdolls and murders Johnny Gargano in the main event. Yeah, hot take coming. I'm starting to lose interest in Carry and Cross. It's they they don't know what kind of character he is, and I know we've mentioned this before. Like, there are some weeks where he's this brooding, like, you know, ender of worlds and comes out and, you know, looks like a complete badass. And then you see him some weeks in, like, suits and, um, you know, like, these kind of pants suits where he just has the button shirt with, like, the two top buttons unbuttoned, you know, and his promos are all over the place. And on top of that, um, there seems there seems to be no weakness, which means we're going to be in the carrying crosshair for a while. And this match was fine, but that's as good as it was. All right, um, I like the fact that Johnny Gargano had a little run in the in the back part of the match. Um, it made it made Johnny look like a credible main main eventer. Um, but I'm just really tired of the whole shtick. And like and like I said, it's a hot take and it's mine. And I'm gonna and I'm and I'm gonna own it. Um, it just seems like we could be doing more with the character. Um, just a little we could be doing better overall with carrying cross, I feel. Um, um cross is on borrowed time. Cause He's he's bound for the main roster at the very least post SummerSlam. Um, I think this whole shtick here. I mean, we had we had Joe as the special guest referee. Uh, at the very end of it, Karrion Cross chokes out Joe. This is all leading to Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Joe returning and taking the belt off. Man, and that's gonna be great. It is, cause look, I don't care what anyone says. Karrion Cross is a dude who can go in the ring. He's a legitimate badass. Now, I think the issue in NXT is we don't typically have legitimate badasses, so we don't know necessarily what to do with him. This is a dude who, for all intents and purposes, should be running through everybody. And for the most part, he has. Uh, but the issue is when you do that, nothing has that big fight feel anymore. Exactly. Which is why we needed Samoa Joe. Because otherwise, I mean, who else on this roster can challenge Cross? I mean, you, you're, you're pushing maybe Pete Dunne. And I could see it because Pete Dunne has the work to do it. He has the legitimacy to do it. He beats, the, he beats everybody. Um, but it would take a new signee, in my opinion, at this point. Um, 
because we decided to jump the gun and have him face everybody. Maybe yeah. maybe it's Finn Balor and Karrion Cross Balor 3, who we haven't seen in who knows how long since he last lost to Karrion Cross. Um, my point being is I think Cross comes off as boring because we don't know what's even left for him anymore after Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think if we didn't already know that he had tryout matches on the main roster, he's already had a main event match. I think a lot of us will be sitting here not as concerned, but I think because that's there subconsciously, it's in our heads, this dude's main roster bound and it's done. Yeah. And I think, I think the question is now because they pushed the draft back. So I think that's kind of. I don't think that's really going to change much. They always have at least one or two uh, fresh, fresh bodies on the main roster post SummerSlam. Um, so I don't think that'll be an issue. But um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they work Samojo back in 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 ring action. Being be interesting. I think my only concern is that this feels way too soon since he's just been back for what a week, week, mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely too soon, for sure. We're going to have to hold off until the next takeover in front of uh, SummerSlam, I think, for it to actually happen. Yeah, maybe, you know, he comes back, he says, oh, well, I want him now. Well, uh, I mean, he oh, did, uh, he did after the show segment where he yeah. grabbed the stairs to go and hunt down Cross. Oh, well, he's been provoked. He's oh, been no. provoked. Yep. Cross versus Joe is going to be great. Yeah. So that's NXT. We're going to change over right now to AEW. Um, yeah, uh, real quick, this did 705,000 viewers. Their highest yeah. since May 4th. Um, you want to talk about how AEW did? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, for those who aren't regular sports fans like us, um, NBA Finals Game 4 was last night between the Bucks and the Suns, and it's starting to get pretty good. Not that it wasn't good from the jump. Yeah, so this was either, hey, this turns into a three-game series after this, or, you know, we're one game away from having a new NBA champion. So, this this is a pretty big game. And AEW drew over a million viewers <laughs> in an NBA championship game. Now, it is night one of Fighter Fest. There are two uh, title matches on the card for night one. Yep. Was it three or was it two? I think it was just two. Yeah, it was just two. It was just two, and then there was the gimmick match. Yeah. Uh, So the show opens up with Wild Thing, John Moxley coming back to the ring. Uh, First match since Double or Nothing. First match since his child was born. Um, And he defeats Carl Anderson in a pretty solid IWGP United States heavyweight title match. Open up the show with New Japan. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Yeah. I think the fact that um, and I love the fact that uh, we have the crowd singing the wild thing now. I think that's another 
that's another positive having crowds back is that even when you had the limited capacity um, when we were at Daly's Place for IWG, GV matches, it didn't have that same feel, but this felt like this gave it big fight feel. Um, it was a, and it was and it was for a championship that wasn't that doesn't even belong to this company. <laughs> Neither title match technically belonged to AEW, which is I think a cool factor kind of put in here. Correct. Um, and immediately after this, we have a vignette for night two. We're gonna get John Moxley, Lance Archer for the IWGP US title in the Texas. Texas death match two, a rematch from their Wrestle Kingdom uh, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. And here's Jesus. the thing. When John Moxley was the AW champion, he was feuding with Lance Archer already. Um, I, I legit thought that this was, that the switch was going to happen here where Lance was going to take the IWGP title back here. Um, didn't happen that's okay um just want to go on record by saying i called this like a while ago this was where we were always going to go now i still believe that eventually when we are allowed to um get the title back to japan in some way shape or form that's where john moxley will drop it um i, I mean what did what did we say last night as soon as his music hit and the fans popped over like Rover. Rover. Yeah, there's no reason to take this title off of him at all. Hmm. Oh, man, I just had something pop up across my Twitter that we have to talk about. This. Uh, Ricky Starks defeats Brian Cage to become the new FTW champion with a little assist from Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, so Cage is officially out of Team Taz. Starks is the champ. This is good. Stark. Ricky, yeah, this match was really good. Um, this really gave Ricky Starks a chance to shine. I love him. I love his gimmick. I love his character work. His entering stuff can back it up. The dude is a bona fide star. You know, and this is another product of the NWA relationship because he debuted against Cody in the TNT Championship open challenge you know and yeah gosh um he is just he is just incredible uh christian cage defeated matt hardy Mm. this is fine this is good for what it was this is the first time christian cage has actually beaten matt hardy in a one-on-one competition isn't that weird don't you think that would have already happened um i looked their last singles match was 2003 they didn't even have wild. a single. They didn't even have a singles match in ECW. It was a triple threat or a multi-man match. I would have thought during the Christians in ECW, Matt Hardy is in ECW. Although maybe he was gone by then. I don't think he was though. Um, I would have thought there was time. It could have happened. But nope, I was wrong. Uh, Sammy Guevara defeated Wheeler Yuta in four minutes. Is this your disappointment of the night? Um, 
Yeah, I hope we're gonna go back to all the promos in between that we that we skimmed over. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I just um, want to hit results. Yeah. This was super upsetting. God bless. Okay, Wheeler Yuta, a bona fide up-and-coming dude. Okay, if you've seen his work in Ring of Honor and the Pure Division, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They gave this man's 343 to work against Sammy Guevara. This should have been at least a 10-minute match. Give Wheeler Yuta something. And... A little credit to commentary. They were like, "Oh well, you know, Chuck Taylor's taking him under his wing," you know, which does which doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. But you know, at the same time, it will will use an an established guy. You know, if 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 you're not ready to put him in this spot, you know, you 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 should have kept him on dark and elevation. I think I think um, I think that probably would have been a better spot for him. I don't think um, him him losing in under four minutes does much for him. Um, then again, he's a relatively fresh face to AEW, so then really hurt him. Well, I, I would say, but, and losing to Sammy Guevara, who's maybe on the hottest streak of his career right now, good good spot to be in at the very least. It's not like he lost to like I don't know Luther. <laughs> Yeah, it was just really upsetting because you see it pop up, kind of the kind of the day of, and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be a banger." Um, I even called it as as Wheeler Yuta was coming out. I'm like, "Up oh, here we go, match of the night coming right right here," and I was like, "Oh crap, <laughs> totally wrong." <laughs> Although up to this point, if you watch, if any of you watch PBR, I am. I am batting a thousand. Um, all right. And Yuka Sakazaki defeated Penelope Ford by pinfall. This caught me off guard. I kind of thought Penelope Ford was winning. Yeah, this is – yeah, I I incorrectly predict the next two matches. Um, She's she's popular with the crowd. I've – I mean, Sakazaki. for not being – yeah, for not being in America for almost a year and a half, you know, it, the fans are behind it. AEW fans love their Joshi wrestlers, man. They, they really do. do. Yeah. Um, main event time, Darby Allen defeats Ethan Page in the coffin match. <sighs> really, 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 really wish yeah, Ethan Page went over here. Yeah. So everything leading up to this kind of final sequence, I was fine with. Everything was fine. Um, the part, all right. So where it got me was, um, is you know, Darby takes that spot off of the stairs. And that, and to be honest with with you, that should have been it. Maybe hit a maybe hit a finisher and then roll him in. Um, we this is getting to be Super Cena esque. I would tell it's you it was really worse. Sickening. I would tell you, yeah, it's, it's worse. really bad. Because at the very okay. least, at least Cena was like 
bigger or same size. Like, I, I hate being that guy, but like Cena popping up and hitting you with his finisher and then locking you in a submission move. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Cena's like 6'2, 250. I can buy it. Darby Allen yeah. is like six foot. He's not. What was he built at? What was he built at? I'm, I'm doing this. I'm sorry. He's five foot eight, no, go 170 right. pounds. Okay. Okay. Think about this. Bandito is bigger than him. Well, that's why Bandito is a world and champion. He's Ring of Honor. That's right. So it just doesn't make sense, you know. And I know that professional wrestling is, you know, you kind of have to, you know, there's there's a there's a suspension of disbelief where there's some things you kind of got to give into, you know, enough of this, this is ridiculous. Okay. And this isn't, and this is the worst part, but the second worst part of this is friggin' octogenarian sting coming down to the ring and easily dispatching Scorpio sky handily. This is supposed to be the face of the revolution. And this is what we're doing now. Granted, He's in a high-profile feud with Sting, who got a pop. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be with Sting. I mean, you have him. He's in a feud. Use him. I mean, once this thing is over, I'll be glad to not see him anymore. But, you know, to, to just constantly have Sting making the save and easily dispatching of both of, the, both of these relatively young talents – I, I'm I'm super against that, you know. At least maybe once or twice have, you know, one one of them at least get the upper hand on Sting, you know. Just there, this could have been so much more. And yet we have to continue to strap the rocket to Darby Allen, you know. And here's the thing: there's nothing left for him in this in this feud. There's nothing. Coffin match, or if you want to call it a casket match for you WWE fans, it's supposed to be the end of the end. Okay. There's supposed to be nothing left after this, you know, and not to mention the, the unnecessarily dangerous spot to close out the show of having Ethan Page closed in a casket, a wooden casket, and you throwing a 170 pound human right right through it i thought that yeah, was that's thought, darby though that was gonna happen i think no matter what okay i didn't think personally then i didn't think it needed to happen i don't think that it did anything um except for send the fans home cheering which is but i i, I just thought it was way too dangerous of a spot i didn't i, I didn't think it needed to be done Eh, he's done way worse in my opinion again Agree to disagree, but I just don't think that you putting another human in an enclosed box and then getting crushed in said box, I don't really think that's super safe. I'll I'll be real. I don't think it's any different than the, uh, than the, than the cracker barrel spot from forever ago onto the stairs. I would tell you that was much worse. But Darby took that spot in his own though, right? Yeah, but at the same time, Ethan Page ain't taking spots he's not comfortable with. You know that. Ethan Page. I'm saying that. I just think. I just. Again, personally, I just don't think that needs to be done. That's all. Um, So. 
overall for this, I wasn't a fan of this overall. Um, action was fine. Um, horrible, horrible decision. Horrible get, getting there. Darby Allen's the worst thing going in AEW right now. And again, this is from my per, my 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 perspective. I understand there's a lot of AEW fans who are in love with 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 Darby Allen. He is very talented. The way he is being booked is absolutely is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I need more of a coming down to earth moment here for him. I know we see him as a star and as a top guy, but we need we need to lower our our I don't know our expectations a bit. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. There's a lot of incredible, incredible promo work that happens here tonight, and we're gonna try and cover. We only have about eight minutes at best before we are off the air here. First up, Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black go back and forth on the mic. Um, I need everyone to not call Malachi Black Tommy End if we're sticking with his name being Malachi Black. Unless this is a whole thing where he is two separate people, which whatever, we can do that. Mm -hmm. But if he's going by Malachi Black, call him Malachi Black. That's my big thing. Um, Malachi Black won me over here big because he took his promo and connected it to uh, Cody Rhodes' incredible promo that he had against his brother Dustin, uh, where he talked about, uh, you know, the actual writing it to death. He talks about how it's time to put down Cody and Arn. I thought that was incredible. I loved every bit of it. I can't wait for these guys to go head to head. I need Malachi Black to win, period. Yeah, Cody needs to be off of TV for a while. Um, pr- proud and powerful, threatened Tully Blanchard. Um, this is all just set up for their thing coming up with mm-hmm. FTR. That's going to be super cool. Hangman Page gets promo time, is interrupted. He says he's getting ready to challenge for the, the, the championship. Don Callis and the Young Bucks and, and the Elite interrupt him. Um, and uh, they're really pushing that you're just not the guy. You're, you can't do it. Uh, Nick Jackson gets on the mic, essentially tries to bury Hangman. Hangman decks him. Then we get uh, a save from the Dark Order. It's going to come down to the Elite versus the Dark Order uh, in the elimination match. Uh, if uh, Dark Order wins, Hangman Page gets his title shot, and the Dark Order get a tag title shot. If they lose, no one gets a title shot. Um, everything uh, also, also very important here. Hangman Page says the Dark Order doesn't back down from a fight as if he is in the Dark Order, which is great. We're finally coming around to his family, his friends. Everything about this feud is money. This is how you build a pay-per-view main event. Um, Britt Baker, DMD, cuts on incredible promo. Uh, and we have also a small vignette backstage with Nyla Rose. Um, also fantastic. Uh, Moxley and Archer do have back and forth vignettes uh, talking about it. So uh, in Texas, he'll be left for dead. Trying to think if there's anything else. Promo-wise, I feel like I'm not missing. Oh, my God. Miro. Miro has another one of his incredible promos talking about being God's champion. He talks about being lost and now being found. He has found his freedom. And we have a new rendition of the TNT title in the colors of Bulgaria. It's awesome. It looks fantastic. 
I like it. Um, I'm about it. And that's AEW. Um, try to see if there's anything left here that I missed out. All right. Impact is currently. No, you said there was something I can't. Yeah. Yes. Impact is currently going on. Um, and Scott Demore has teased. Uh, yeah. Has teased Laurel Van Ness, the Iconics, Mickey James, and No Way Jose as Deanna Peraza's anniversary opponent. Which to me means it can't be any of them. Which if it's not any of them, there's only one answer. Mm, no, 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 there's not. It's got to uh, be Garrett Cam, baby. <laughs> Listen, I respect you for riding out this, you know, train into an acme wall that you're currently going, going if into. If it's not Slam Anniversary, um, it's Bound for Glory. Guys, spoiler alert. It's going to be Kylie Ray, and it, it's yeah. I don't know about that one, dog. Why? I have a the very that she's, mean thing to say, but I'm not. The gonna fact say. that she's technically still under contract, but is now with NWA. Except I, it's been reported that her terms of release have already been discussed and and pushed forward. On fight. Yeah, State. but yeah, but their working relationship is still there. So why so why wouldn't it be perfect for them to finally square off at Slam Anniversary? It's, it's a, there. I'm gonna be that guy. I don't think that's a smart mm-hmm. business decision for Impact. I don't think many people remember Bound for Glory because that show was awful. I would tell you enough people remember people not being there. I think if you're the average wrestling fan, I would disagree with you because an average wrestling fan would look and say, oh, well, they just changed it. Or, hey, I you know, something hate happened. being this guy also. I don't know. If don't be that guy. No, no, no. But I don't <laughs> think there's an average wrestling fan watching Impact. Hmm. You'd be surprised. I'm On just saying or- I, w- I, would, I would be fine to see that. It, I, think it would, I, think, I, think, I think it would be a fun match. I think it'd be yeah, fun it'd be for fun. Deanna Peraza to retain. I don't uh-huh. see a point in game. All right, it's not going to be Gail Gail Kim. It's not going to be anybody that's been teased tonight. It's going to be a swerve. I would Everything tonight Gail is a swerve. More likely than Kaylee Ray. No. I, w- I would. I would tell you. Listen, I, Gail Kim. I hate being this guy, and but it needs to be said. All right? If it wasn't me, it would be Jeff. If it wasn't me, it'd be Dwight. It'd be Pat. It needs to be said. Whereas I hope she is doing better and I hope she is in a place where she can be successful with the history. You don't book it for it to be a main match. And I'm sorry, at this point, Deanna Peraza's uh, profile is only higher than where it was. A lot of eyes are going to be on this match. And I think this is, you know what? And maybe that's exactly why they've built this as a, as a uh, mystery opponent in case issues arise. And, and you know what? If that's the case, smart by impact. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not putting someone immediately back in a title shot 
if they no show. And I understand there's mental issues, and, I, and trust me, I get that, and I, I want nothing but the absolute best for her. But there, there's a level of trust that needs to be reintroduced. I, I, we're going to have to cover this when we hit our Slammiversary prediction. Hit them with the plug because we have two minutes. Everything's in the, everything's in the description. We're done. Boom. Check out uh, our Zazzle account. There's a bunch of new shirts there. They look great. I love them. I designed them. Yeah. You know you love them too. <laughs> I'm going to design my own shit. Hey, hey. I work hard. <laughs> With that, guys, I got nothing but love for you. Check out our prediction shows that are coming because Lord knows Ryan and I are going to argue a lot, and I'm here for it. It doesn't happen frequently. so at least, well, at least over one of them. The other one I could give two shits about. You decide which one that is. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that open to interpretation. We'll see if you can guess it right. So with that, guys, goodbye, good night. Bang, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.